Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet at Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all that sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Oilers win. They beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 5-2 in regulation. Should have been 7-0 at one point. They, this was an absolute domination by one team. One team showed up to play. One team showed up to play. Put, put on defensive clinic and offensive clinic. I have... I'm always so nervous. I'm always so stressed when we play the Leafs. These, oh man, there's just another level to these games. The Oilers always seem to lose to the Leafs. But this game, the addition of one, Matthias Ekholm. Holy shit. What a difference maker. This was a phenomenal performance. I could not be more jacked. I had a smile on my face from the moment Puck dropped to the moment regulation ended. Justin Hall got absolutely tuned up. He should be sent down to the ECHL. He should be banned from hockey. That guy needs to go to therapy for what Ryan Eugene Hopkins did to him. That is not okay. You Usually when people do that to another human, you go to jail. But Justin Hall voluntarily took it. Oh my god. What a performance from the Edmonton Oilers. They came out tonight. They show they're the real deal. Kenny Holland and more importantly, Big Bad Brad, they're not done adding. They're getting more pieces and we're going full steam ahead. Oilers to the moon. What did you guys think about the game tonight? Dennis, I'll ask you first. And obviously Shane's joining us as well again today. Sorry, I'm super jacked. I mean, I, I wanted to welcome Shaden in. And you know what, Zach? You, you almost slipped. You almost said Matias Yanmark. I did. I, I, I did. You. you caught that. <laughs> but honestly, this game from the beginning was such a clinic. And we were talking right before we were going live. I can't believe the amount of impact one player has had on the defense core of this team. You can see tonight, the Oilers' defensive core was amazing. Bar one mistake, we'll cover that later on. But my God, everyone was just playing like they actually wanted to. And you can see it's it's the Leafs. Half of the crowd at Rogers Place seems like they were Leaf fans. Oh, yeah. And the Oilers just fed it to them, just like Nuge fed Justin Hall. Oh, Shaden. What do you think? What do you that think was that? the most impressive game I've seen them play all year. Um, like you said, they put on a defensive clinic and, you know, the Leafs are supposed to be this top five defensive team. And I'm not trying to trash Toronto, but I'm just saying, <laughs> um, but like, yeah, like Matthias Ekholm, what a debut. You can't ask for a better debut than that. He just, he just landed at Edmonton, like at 1 PM mountain time, showed up to rank, suit up it's game time. And he was our best defenseman by, a, uh, he was our best defenseman tonight. And it, the rest of the defense group was also good today, but you know, like you guys said, I don't think I've seen one addition impact the team in such a big way. Um, yeah, that was a hell of a game. That was probably one of my favorite games to watch this season. Yeah, no, it, easily, it, you're, Dennis, you go easily, easily. Because going into this, the narrative was was preordained, right? It was always going to be okay, Matthews versus McDavid 
Dreisaitl versus Marner. You know what? Austin Matthews was invisible tonight. He did nothing of note. I mean, Marner, fine. He, so, he had his moments. Matthias Janmark walked Ryan O'Reilly <laughs> during this game. This is the most embarrassing performance. Oh, my God. Uh, who was it at the end of the game that I saw? Uh Oh, my God. Someone walked TJ Brody. That was all. Devin Shore walked TJ Brody right towards the end of the game as well. It was so funny to watch all because again we're the Oilers are still missing Evander Kane they probably could use another top six winger right Kyler Yamamoto's playing way above his head and who knows how what's going to happen with that after the hit he took tonight we'll, I'm sure we'll get into that more but this was not a complete Oilers team but you saw that effort that intensity that pace that they played with against Boston they came into this game and the addition of Ekholm this must have been this might have been Darnell Nurse's best game of the season. Evan mm-hmm. Bouchard without Tyson Berry is a different player on this team. He looks just more poised, more confident with the puck. There's no one staying in his way. He knows if he makes a mistake, he's not sitting on the bench for 25 minutes. It's his the if he has the ball, it's in his court and it's his responsibility, and he's taking full advantage of that. He was dancing with the puck. He looked like a young Dougie Hamilton. He was unbelievable. Oh my god. Like for right from puck drop, right? You're so nervous. And even though Ekholm's coming in, I'm I'm still clenched. You have um Stu Skinner starting, so obviously that's good. We don't want Jack in net. We know that the Maple Leafs, obviously being Jack Campbell's former team, they know his weakness, shots on goal. They know they were gonna do that, the others were gonna lose. So obviously you put Skinner in, uh Ekholm makes his debut. Uh and the Leafs are also like, let's not forget, they added what, six new players, like was Luke Shen in the lineup today? No. I know. Okay, tonight. okay, yeah. So McCabe, Lafferty for sure. They Ryan O'Reilly and Nolachari is still pretty new. Uh, and then Luke Shen's obviously coming really soon here. But yeah, so I saw a lot of fans justifying, oh, well, the Leafs are having an off game. You know, uh, they're trying to input all these new players in the lineup. But I'm like, dog, Matias Ekholm, one shift into the game, uh, or like 10 minutes into the game, he's already got an assist. Could have had a McDavid hat trick. The guy's creating chances off his shot he's defending like a champion and no like Matias Ekholm fit like a glove and it was unbelievable unbelievable to watch right one nothing Connor McDavid 51st goal of the year from that point on I was like a rocket I I was like Bitcoin in 2019 just to the moon Uh, oh it was unbelievable unbelievable uh what'd you guys think of the Oilers play early on Jay go ahead well I don't want to do my own horn, but I'm happy that I called the Echo edition. I'm a brought in up. I, uh, I think it was last week when we did the Philly game, and I was like, you know what? As good as Chickeren is, and I guess we can touch on Chickeren a bit later and how that went down. Um, no, Ekholm just made all the sense in the world. Not only is he a puck mover, he's so sound defensively in his own zone. Um, you know, he has term left. He has three more years left after this year. And it just, it literally made the most sense. And you pair him with Evan Bouchard. You saw what Bouchard did say, like Zach mentioned. Um, yeah, I, I literally have no complaints. They, they were just the dominant team all the way through. Mm-hmm. And even the first period, period, right? The one glaring mistake they did um, ended up in the back of their net. And yeah. it wasn't even that bad. Like, I know, I, I know what CC thought. It's like, okay, it's offside, right? Mm-hmm. And, but you know... There's a reason why coaches say play to the whistle. There's yeah. no whistle. So, you no. Know, well, I 
That, I didn't like how he assumed it was offside. Yeah. That I, was my problem. I agree. Also, I will say that was a pretty weak shot from David Camp that beat Skinner clean from, yeah. you know, I'd say 15, 20 feet out again. Skinner played fine and obviously, like, all the credit to him. But, like, ideally, you don't let that from David Camp go from, you know, unobstructed from 20 feet or 15 feet out. Um, mm-hmm. But, again, if CC, you don't make that giveaway. You're, you are the top pairing right shot defenseman on this team. I mean, hopefully, like in an ideal world, we would get someone to push CC down. Um, if that happens, probably unlikely at this point. They're probably looking more towards a forward. But I'm so much more comfortable with the defense now. I am over the moon with the way they played, right? That's probably, that's only the only mistake. I could say there was one more uh, mistake uh, from CC a little later on where he kind of was breaking the puck out of the zone and Nurse got open uh, for CC to make the breakout pass, but he held on to it for too long. And it could have been an Oilers odd man rush or even a three on three or two on two or whatever. But instead, because CC held on to it and he's not a skilled passer whatsoever, he ends up trying to make a way tougher pass. I think it was Matthews or Marner intercepts it in the Leafs go and get a three on two, but it's stopped by Skinner. Uh, so that those were the only two defensive mistakes uh, I saw. Again, the Oilers won five two, so I'm not trying to make a whipping boy out of anyone. Um, but yeah, no. Then right after it goes one one, McDavid gets his fifty second of the year. We got five straight two goal games by Connor McDavid. Like no words. The guy's a beast. He almost had a hat trick in the third period. He kind of let up a bit for sure. The guy like. What what words can any either of you use to describe Connor McDavid? Because it, it, it's unbelievable. I I don't even know. Man, superhuman. Mm-hmm. I like they showed the graphic on Sportsnet, right? Mm-hmm. Where this hasn't happened since like a hundred years ago or something like that, where someone breaks to like six straight games. So is McDavid gonna do it? Like who knows? But when you're looking at guys and you're being compared to, you know, like a Mario Lemieux, that's insane. That is just superhuman. And not to mention, McDavid, he's still so young. There's still so much room for his game to grow, and that's insane mm-hmm. to think about. Shay? Yeah, there's no other words. Like, he might hit 70 goals. <laughs> and, like, and that would be insane. Be That'd be so awesome. It'd be awesome to troll the Leaf fans with that after their hype of Matthews last year. But oh, totally. Um, but I mean, like, if there was any doubt that he was the best player in the world, I mean, this season just playing that away. He is by far, bar none, not even close, the best player on this planet. He's and... the third best player to ever play hockey. There's it's number sixty six, number ninety nine, and Connor McDavid. That is it. One thing I want to say, yeah. guys, before we continue on, we got twenty seven likes already on the video. We got sixty of you guys watching. Let's try and hit sixty likes, and I know some of you guys are gonna be popping in and out. And I'm sure we're gonna have a ton of Leaf fans joining us. Maybe if the Oilers lost, we probably have a bunch more Leaf fans joining to dunk on us. But I'm so happy Leaf- that's not the case. Uh, but yeah, let's try Leaf and fans- hit sixty likes. Leaf fans, stick around because you know what the LFR after this. Same channel. LFR after this is not going to look pretty. You might as well soak it up here first. I'm one of those guys that only enjoys LFRs after a loss. So, man, am I excited (laughs) to jump in and go spam that like button on the LFR today. Um, but no, yeah, they the Oilers played phenomenal. It was 2-1. Then you get Hyman getting his 29th of the year against his former team. He was absolutely jacked to score. I can't even remember who got the assist. I jump off the couch. Fun, come to find out that's Matthias Ekholm's first point as an Edmonton Oiler. What, like, I wish I could say something else besides what a performance, but, like, 
consistently the Oilers were outplaying the Leafs every battle every puck every possible way that they could have outplayed the Leafs they did the oil the Leafs always in the past seemed to take it to them but the Oilers just they're jacked up they were going everyone from Clem Costin to um Devin Shore to Matias Yamark to Ryan McLeod showed up today and it Yamamoto was awesome to tonight. watch Yamamoto had a better game he, he got a goal up that trade yeah. value baby up that <laughs> trade value um you know what it and here's the the wacky part too right Ekholm could have easily had another point tonight off of a beautiful pass like a hundred foot pass to dry mm-hmm. and uh if if Hyman had been able to dangle it past Samson up that would have been just an absolute highlight reel it it's insane to think just one addition and this team is able to absolutely embarrass the Leafs we'll see because the next couple of games are still part of that murderer's row but mm-hmm. hey if this if this is the the way it's going to be for the next little bit all the way into the playoffs, I'm happy. Even if you know Holland, whichever one you want to say, doesn't make another move, I'm happy with how this team looks right now. Oh yeah, uh, here Shane, you go. Go ahead. You know, I think Stoff was right in his assessment um, when he said that. I think the players are waiting for something to happen because ever since the All Star break, they weren't really playing well. Obviously, you know they weren't starting on games on time. They were really bad in their own zone it looked like the Oilers from you know yeah. earlier this year and you know once again like Ekholm just makes a huge presence um you know I yeah it, it's so amazing to see how you know not having just a whole bunch of offensive defensemen on your parents just can make a difference and you know I hope hopefully Holland's not done like you said, I hope they add another defenseman, preferably on the right side. Um, you know, but if even if it's like a minor addition, yeah, you know, I'm I'm confident in this defense core. Yeah, going forward, yeah, yeah. as is for sure. I I definitely um am much more confident today than I was going you know two days ago with this defense core. Like even Brett Kulak today, just. There were such intricate defensive plays, breaking up odd man rushes, knocking down passes out of the air, right? Like, Dennis, you want to say something? You know what's incredible? What? I didn't notice too many Oilers icings tonight. Yes! There weren't that many times when it just got thrown down the ice. Oh, man. I, I saw a couple times that happened in Toronto, and I'm like, what is this odd feeling? It's mm-hmm. it's the other team that's committing all these atrocities, all these icings. It's the other team that's making all these unforced errors. Yeah. Yeah. Just the addition of Matthias Ekholm. Almost said, yeah, Mark. No, I know. It's going to be Just tough. one addition. It's so, it's so incredible how much this team has changed defensively. Oh my God. Yeah. They're, they are, if they're, they're going to be fun to watch and it's, they're not slowing down again. Like, like I said, they're going to be adding more players. Uh, one thing that I wanted to take a look at here was the ice time. So Ekholm finished the game with over t- almost 21 minutes, 20 minutes and 50, 50 seconds. Evan Bouchard played at 19 minutes. I wonder what a season high is. It can't, can't be that high. Cause Bouchard was consistently down to like the 13 to 15 minute range earlier this year. Um, Kulak only played 12 minutes, but he was he's a plus one, performed very well in that role. DeHarnay played more than Kulak, 14-54. Philip Broberg only with eight minutes tonight. So that's something you keep your eye on. That's a little interesting for sure. I wonder if he finds his way, if they do make another addition on the back and if he finds himself back in Bakersfield. Uh, but yeah, no, Stuart Skinner also with a 929 save percentage. Uh, one thing that we need to touch on before we forget, because 
oh my god i the adrenaline just spiked first you see kyler yamamoto cutting around the net head down kyler yamamoto's what five six five seven justin hall's six three something six two something like that big guy little guy comes around that he smokes yamamoto yamamoto's head goes into his shoulder but that's just again because hall is taller than him that's not a predatory hit um it was a clean hit but it was shoulder yeah 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 it was a clean hit yamamoto's just sh- a lot shorter than just what happens but ryan Nugent hopkins comes over i'm surprised i don't understand exactly why he didn't get an instigator penalty because i think that's why the instigator is there is to stop those kind of fights from occurring on a clean hit but ryan Nugent hopkins challenges justin hall they throw off their gloves and i'm like oh no, no don't embarrass yourself just tie him up just tie him up and ryan Nugent hopkins goes prime rocky creed three is coming out this week and i guess he went to an advanced screening because his technique was phenomenal ryan new Hopkins just feeding the uppercuts to justin hall drops him rogers place goes wild i cannot remember a more exciting fight that's got to be the most exciting fight since the mike smith cam talbot fight that was un believable to see ryan nugent hopkins deserves to go in the hall of fame he deserves a segment he deserves hospital wings named after him after that fight it was unbelievable don't forget one of the predecessors to that uh to that fight was nuge and monahan yes. yeah. just steps up when it's time you know what the the boy seems to fight every three years it's it's hilarious mm-hmm. like yeah it's it's amazing to see because this is what you want when someone blows up one of your guys right and of course yamo it looks extra bad because he's smaller but when news just went right over and ripped off the gloves, he wasn't taking no for an answer. You're right. It might have been worthy of an instigator penalty, but boy, did that really run through all of oil country, right? Everyone loved loves when news drops the gloves. Yeah. It doesn't happen too I'm often. Just, oh, Shaden, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say, I was just, I'm just kind of worried about Yamamoto's health. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's already had, I think one or two concussions this year. And if that's another concussion, like he's 24 like that's kind of worrying for his post hockey career even his hockey career right yeah. now right that might be you know an injury that cost him his season it, and yeah. if he is out and the Oilers are already weak on the right wing because yesterday they shipped off yes um you know they need a, a guy in the top six and i i know a guy that is a great top six winger and you know, he would stop those hits from not happening and he'd be a hell of a fan of McDavid. And, you know, I don't know if you guys want to talk about trade targets right now. Let's let's, let's get into it in, in like five more minutes. Let's talk a little bit more All about right. the game. Let's use that. That's a great tease. That's a great tease. But um, yeah, let's just let's just talk a, a bit more. Okay. I, I want to mention Clem Costin also had a great effort tonight. I want to highlight his game. He hadn't he hadn't been shooting the puck recently this game. He got a how many shots did Clem Costin get? Clem uh, had da, 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 only one shot on goal. He had that drive to the net <laughs> where he was tripped by a leaf where he easily could have tucked it home. Uh, but he ended up getting the one shot, one goal at the pass from Ryan McLeod. I don't know who that Leafs defenseman was who fell down to defend that two on one, but he absolutely did. It was TJ Brody. It was TJ Brody. He went like backwards and gave Ryan McLeod space. That was halarious. I don't know what you were doing there. The defensive stalwart TJ Brody. Um, and on that play, I wanted to highlight as well because DeHarnay was holding up Tavares on the other yes, side. They yes. were tussling. Good. Point. So, and I mean, 
JT is a great defensive player as well. So the fact that DRNA took him out of the fight a little bit, just, just getting on his nerves, that tiny bit enough for him to force a mistake. Mm -hmm. That's amazing to watch as well. Like the Oilers have that little bit of grit now, that little bit of sandpaper as well. And on the topic of DeHarnay, we, we flew right past it, but the PK, yes, DeHarnay and Ekholm, those are first, some giants. Dude, the, the first the first pair of defenders out on the PK was Ekholm and DeHarnay. And, and I, I can't remember if this was on the pe- uh, penalty kill exactly, but like DeHarnay in his reach, just alone, like Sam Lafferty and Nolachari had a two-on-one. And DeHarnay's reach just completely thwarted that effort, right? Just because he's so big and so lengthy. The Oilers, the shortest defenseman on the Edmonton Oilers is 6'2". Like, DeHarnay is 6'6", Nurse and Ekholm are both 6'4", Broberg is 6'3", Cody, CC is 6'2", and Bouchard is 6'2". I'm pre- I'm, I believe. I'm, I've just rattled that off the top of my head, so I might be wrong <laughs> there. Um, but no, they are a bunch of big boys, and they are. it, it, it completely changes the complexion of the game. Hyman had, what, two or three breakaways? What What about that play right in the first where Matias Ekholm, you're like, oh, did you just do an unforced error? Nope. Right up to Leon at the offensive blue line into Zach Hyman for the partial breakaway. Like, what an what a revelation that guy is. Like, he is the best of both worlds. Like, we all obviously I won't be one. We're talking Carlson, we're talking Jacob Chikrin. But to get a guy who is like the a premier elite elite defender in the NHL, but has still has the offensive prowess, especially at five on five, to consistently drive play and get the puck up ice like he does. He's not a Joel Edmondson. When idiots were saying, "Oh, they need a defensive defender, defensive defender," let's get Joel Edmondson, who's like the slowest, oldest, fattest guy you could find. Let's get him. That's what everyone wanted. But to get a guy, this is what we actually needed yes he is great defensively but he also moves the puck like an absolute stallion he doesn't there's no there's no moment where Matthias Ekholm is going to find himself in trouble there's no off the glass and out with this guy did you see on the power play when he was out late in the game and he did that bank pass off the boards to Connor kind of like fully horizontal 90 degree bank pass never seen anything like that um so yeah, no, I thought it was a phenomenal game from everyone. One thing I also want to touch on, the power play was absolutely fine without Tyson Berry. Did not miss a blink. Uh, Evan Bouchard was phenomenal. If anyone was worried about the drop passes in the Oilers zone, uh, I think Evan Bouchard did a phenomenal one on the second or third power play. So no need to worry there. We can clip it and send it to anyone who's worried and whatnot. But yeah, let's. so I think we all agree. This was a drumming. This was a, the old not safe for work kind of performance from the Oilers like... <laughs> this uh it, it was awesome you guys have any final thoughts on the game before we um move on to talking about some trade targets yeah actually one thing uh this is the oilers first one in rogers place in regulation against toronto they're only at a win came in overtime came in the bubble and mcd i think it was the mcdavid over overtime winner so yeah the oilers finally beat the leafs in regulation in their own building yeah absolutely dennis uh yeah no it, it's it was a great game and uh, to kind of add on to that as well, I think this was Woodcroft's 100th NHL game, 59th win. Hey, that's over 50%. That's what we need, baby. Mm-hmm. Keep it running. Absolutely. Woody, he, he made good use of the guys tonight, and I'm I'm happy with the performance going forward. Absolutely. And not only did the Oilers win uh, up two points in the standings tonight, they also won the deserve to win a meter, and that's what matters. So... Anyways, moving on. So obviously Ken Holland was on the broadcast today. He said that 
Uh, they're still shopping around. Uh, we kind of know that. We know the Oilers aren't done. They're full all-in mode. They're by now. Uh, question is to you, and I'll ask both of you this. We'll start with Dennis, and we'll go to Shaden. If the Oilers can only add one more target, who would you want it to be, or what position do you want, or ideally in a perfect world, what do the Oilers add before March 3rd at 3 p.m. Eastern? Well, the clear answer is a right winger, right? And prior to what happened earlier in this afternoon, I was thinking, hey, there's a guy out in Arizona that you want maybe on your blue line, and you could package him for a guy up front as well. But unfortunately, I think I looked on Twitter during the game. It looks like Nick Budstad for Arizona is injured moving forward with an upper body injury. So it looks like that acquisition might not make sense mm -hmm. anymore. Uh, that Maltz. was going to be my guy. Nick Schmaltz is injured too. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's a tough one. You know uh, if, if it's still possible, I'd like to get that right wing. Um, I just, don't don't bring back like a Derek Broussard. We don't we don't need another like penalty killing center. Yeah, we're good on that front. Kenny Holland, Shaden. So I was kind of hinting towards this. Mm -hmm. um, if you want someone to protect the guys who can also score and play in your top six, the guy I trade everything for, or not, maybe not everything, but the guy I would love is Tom Wilson. Okay, we I, are going there. We're going there. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Um, Washington is clearly clearly selling, mm -hmm. um, or maybe not selling, but they're re re retooling. Um, well, also has another year left. I think around five million. Frank Cervelli actually released an article today saying the Oilers can easily bring on a five million dollar contract, and that's what he makes. Yep. Um, like, yeah, like that would be my main target. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about going right hand defenseman, but I think he can actually get by. Wait. I mean, you. Like, we put on a masterclass defensive clinic against the Leafs. I think they'll be fine when they play, you know, Winnipeg these this upcoming weekend. Mm -hmm. But, no, I they need a top six right winger. That's kind of what – that's kind of like the last piece they really need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Wilson is 100% my target. And I wouldn't even care if they traded a first and, like, a, a good prospect. I don't care. Get, mm -hmm. I want him on my team. Oh, he would be phenomenal. Having Tom Wilson on line one, Evander Kane on line two, like, and all the grit lovers would be absolutely going – bananas over yeah, that talk edition. about sand so paper. The, yeah so the the as far as wingers go i know as far as right wingers go there isn't much tom wilson i believe is a right winger so or maybe he's a left winger i'm not 100 sure so I, I would need someone in the chat to let me know but uh i would love tom wilson i know the other guy that has been available and it's kind of been hinted at here and there frank cervelli brought him up and we heard his name in a few places the Detroit Red wings are obviously trying to move jacob verona uh i think tyler bertuzzi to a lesser extent but uh, he would cost quite a bit. I think there'd be a bunch of teams in on him, and I'm, I I know there are players with term out there that you can get with the first, and I'd rather give up that additional first if we're getting back a player with term like a Tom Wilson. So, um, yeah, Tom Wilson would be absolutely huge. His he's an, an elite finisher, something that the team in the top six kind of lacks, aside from 29 and 97, obviously. Um, I know. Let's just talk about Verona first, because Verona, I feel like, is a more realistic possibility. Verona makes like 5.25. Detroit, uh, if they don't trade him at this deadline, they're going to buy him out. They want him gone. They're showcasing him. Uh, he was on waivers earlier this year. He's in the top, I think, believe it, what, goals per 60 uh, in the NHL in the last, like, what, two or three seasons, not including this year. Obviously, because he only played four games. Um, but he would be someone who is 
one of the best finishers that Conor McDavid has ever played with if he comes here and returns, assuming he returns to form. Um, he wouldn't cost too much. I think you could probably get him for a package like Yamo and a pick and it retained, you know what I mean? Like just that dollar in, dollar out, and you're bringing in a guy who's significantly better than Kyler Yamamoto. Um, just to talk about Tom Wilson, the one, the only thing that I think of about Tom Wilson, and we're, we're all about the here, we're all about the now. So I totally, I love it. He'd be, he would be my number one target too. The only thing that I think about, about trading that 2024 first, is if, so if we're bringing in Tom Wilson, he's got another year with, I'm fine with it. The reason why I don't want to trade it for Tyler Bertuzzi, and I might be nuts, I might be out to lunch, I might be thinking NHL 22, way too, way too way too crazy way too far ahead i feel like you guys might have an idea where i'm going with this but in the off season if the cap does go up we'll see what happens with bali sports we'll see what contracts they move out if they can move on from cc in the summer again this is way down the road i'm thinking way too far ahead but if we do have that 2024 first and eric carlson requests a trade from san jose and they're not going to get near the same package that we offer them in the season uh, I would like to have that first round pick around in order to be competitive, giving an offer for Eric Carlson and be able to prime away from San Jose. But again, that, that I feel like that's thinking way too far ahead. If we have a chance to bring in a guy like Tom Wilson and it costs a 2024 first Borgo and a Warren Fogel, you absolutely do it. Or, you know, I think, man, that would be sick. Cause yeah, they have what a one to $2 million in cap space with, with or without Devin Shore on the roster, depending on how you look at it. And then you have your you have your tradable assets, your tradable wingers that you can upgrade on in a Fogel or a Yamamoto. And uh, yeah, they, they definitely were quiet. They definitely are looking to probably upgrade on those guys and their names have been floated out there. But yeah, no, I, I love the idea of Tom Wilson. I think he would be sick. I thought he was going to Pittsburgh like three hours ago. So uh, yeah, he's definitely, I'm sure he's def- name's definitely in rumors. But Dennis, yeah, you didn't give your thoughts on Tom Wilson. What would you think about adding, I know it's a little dreamy scenario, but what would you think about adding Tom Wilson to the Edmonton Oilers? I'd, I'd love it. Honestly, dude's 28. He's right in that season. He has one more year past this. It'd be incredible to add a Tom Wilson. And like you said, it's, it's just that fear that would strike into other teams hearts right you got tom wilson you got evander kane these are guys that if you stick to mcdavid and dry no one's bothering them like you you saw earlier tonight mcdavid started getting ridden up a little bit i think by riley they showed it in the highlights uh, during one of the intermissions where yeah i mean riley got absolutely embarrassed by mcdavid been in the past so he's riding him a little bit harder you got a guy like kane or wilson on McDavid's line, you know, if you're pushing him into the post, you're going to get a fistful and it's not going to be from Nuge this time. Michael, sorry, I just want to ask Michael in chat says Wilson isn't the same anymore. I know the J fresh charts and all the other advanced numbers seem to say that he, uh, he's still consistent as hell. He's, he's still, still an elite okay. player. Uh, so he's I, been I, injured. Yeah. Sorry. He's been injured this year, but he still has five goals in 13 games, seven points in 13 games. And you know, he's coming off a huge ACL injury. So he's, actually being kind of productive coming off a major injury not playing all year so mm-hmm. no i i disagree i think 
he'd be a huge addition to this awesome yeah well i just want to say one more time before we continue uh there is 75 people watching now we only got 47 likes our like goal we set tonight was 60 so if we can get 13 more likes tonight that would be fantastic oilers win we want to keep it rolling we want to keep game over rolling we want to keep the oilers success rolling so let's get it Let's keep going. We got 48 more games to the deadline. And the next time that the Edmonton Oilers play, when they play the ice against the Winnipeg Jets on Friday night at Rogers Place, the trade deadline will have passed, and we will know what these Oilers look like going into the playoffs. Over under 1.5 um, moves before 3 p.m. Eastern on Friday. Dennis and then Shaden. You know, guys, as much as I love activity and we played against a team tonight where it seems like no player is safe, everyone's moving, I'm going with the under on this one. I think there's one more trade, and unless something really jumps, an offer that you can't refuse type of situation, I think that one trade for a right winger, and then we're done for the for this trade deadline. Okay? I'm going to go over. Mm-hmm. Um, Broberg playing eight minutes to me, it's eye-opening. I don't think Ken Holland wants Broward to play eight minutes up here. I don't. Um, I think he would easily rather have Vinny Darnay play those eight minutes. And if you're going to the playoffs with Vinny Darnay as your third right-hand defenseman, you know, he's been good, but, like, that's not ideal. So I think they're going to add a third pair of right-hand defensemen. Um, someone else from Washington I actually want to mention, Trevor Van Riemsdyk. Mm-hmm. Um, That's someone I'd be interested in. I wanted Nick Jensen, but he extended, um, sadly. But, yeah, I think we're going to go get a – a winger, um, whatever it's a bottom six guy or top six guy. And I think we're going to go get a depth defenseman. Um, Kenny, Brad, whoever it is, um, they've been cooking lately. And, you know, I actually have hope mm-hmm. um, heading into Friday. Last week, it was kind of miserable. Even after the win, it's it like, bleak. okay, are they going to stay pat? You know, they might add like a small addition, but the Ekholm, let's just get the Ekholm addition changed everything. Um, Obviously, Kenny said he's not done adding. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited to see what they do Friday, and yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's gonna be a fun day. Yeah, Black Mascara joined is just joining us out from Germany, so he says hi. I want to say what's up. Uh, we need ten more likes to hit sixty, so let's keep pumping that. David says Eric Carlson. I wish, but unfortunately, probably not uh, until the summer. Then who knows? Uh, McKinator says Ek or Domi. Uh, if you're talking about Ekholm, then we already got him in Max Domi. Um, hopefully, I mean, he would be a cool addition. I know, uh, we've, we've been rumored to talking about like a Nick Bukestad. Nick Bukestad only makes $800,000. So that'd be someone who's super easy to add, uh, to me that more signifies something that you would do it, you know, uh, get two o'clock Eastern on deadline day. If you miss out on all your other forward targets, as far as defensemen go, I know you brought up Trevor Van Riemsdyk, who would be a really good addition. I saw you send, uh, his his charts and he obviously looks like a really good defenseman uh i like damon severson but i know you said new jersey devils fans are kind of low on him for some reason but yeah. i think you could get him for i bet you you could probably pry him out of there for a second um uh who else uh radko gudas is the other one who knows what florida's doing at the deadline but um no there's a ton of still interesting options out there obviously what i i think the top priority should be that middle six Winger, if you could swing a Tom Wilson, what a deadline that would be. You're trading for, uh, I, I sent out this tweet earlier, but you're adding a Matias Ekholm. You're, you're trading for a Tom Wilson and you're trading for a Vander Kane off injured reserve. So like what an absolute bonkers Hall of Fame caliber deadline that'll be. Um, but yeah, no, that was um, that was a great night. Uh, we're obviously going, we're going a little bit long here. We're already at, you know, 
we're at, we're at, we're at three. We're at, we're actually at prime Adam Wild length. We actually Dennis and I tend to go way over, uh, and then Adam shows up in our phone with a gun pointed at us, um, telling us to. <laughs> <laughs> to, no narcs yeah, exactly telling us to keep it short keep it sweet keep it uh like you know short sweet simple concise um but yeah other than that like there because the others didn't make too many mistakes it was a, a almost a perfect game from them uh so there isn't much to talk about there we've already got our big defensemen so that kind of takes a lot of the worry off all shoulders oh one thing we should touch on right before again it's so funny when it's not you for years, the Oilers have made trades where we're the laughing stock of the NHL. How many times a year do you still hear the trade is one for one, right? Where did that all start? It was us. Every bad trade, it seems like, in the last 10 years was an Edmonton Oilers move. Uh, and you knew that you heard the Vladislav Gavrikov name floating around. And we were all so scared that he was going to end up in Edmonton. We were so scared. And we were so worried that, you know, our playoff opponent, the most likely playoff opponent, the LA Kings, were going to get Jacob Chikrin. Uh, and what does Rob Blake do? An absolute masterclass decides to trade trade away the franchise legend Jonathan Quick in a cap dump to add Jonas Corpusalo, who's been one of, over the last, like, three years, one of the worst goalies in the NHL. I know he's been hot for the last, like, three months or whatever, but could, could stay that way in the playoffs, could come crashing back down to earth, nobody knows. But they also add uh, rushing Chris Russell. So, yeah, that was pretty awesome to see. Uh, LA Kings fans are absolutely crushed. I'm over here like the jerk I am laughing in the corner. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Again, we got a we got a juggernaut stalwart defenseman and they got, you know, Pennywise from it. Like, I don't even know. Um, yeah, what did you guys think when you saw LA bring in, make that their big swing? Jay, let's, you go first. Yeah, I was laughing because um, like because the past two months, you know, it's been oh Jacob Chickens going to L.A. Jacob Chickens go, is going to L.A. in two weeks ago. I don't know who reported it. It was some L.A. insider, but like Russell there's Morgan. an 80 percent. Yeah, there's an 80 percent chance that uh, Jacob Chickens is going to be L.A. King. And uh, yeah, that didn't happen. Instead, Jacob Chickens is an Ottawa senator. Um, and the price was nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is even more, you know, I. I think Bill Armstrong played this terribly. Um, he asked for too much, and all of our suitors walked away. Boston went to um, Orlov. Toronto mm-hmm. went McKay. We went at home. Um, yep. LA got literally the worst option out of all of them. And, yeah, he had no other suitors, and he had to deal for what mm-hmm. is like, such an underwhelming package. Like Even like last year, there was rumors about Vlardy in the first going to Arizona, and all he got was three conditional draft picks. Like, yep. Yeah, I want to just I just want to say this. Bill Armstrong was on the one yard line with LA, but instead of just he had Marshawn Lynch in the backfield, instead of just running the ball into the end zone, what does he do? He elects to throw it. It's intercepted by Malcolm Butler and Patriots win, right? Like just an absolute all-time bag fumble by Bill Armstrong. Again, let's not forget about the other all-time bag fumbler, Mike Greer. Passed up on what the Oilers offered for Eric Carlson. And they are not going to get near the package that they got for Eric Carlson due to all the uncertainty surrounding him. This offseason does his play fall off. Uh, who knows? Uh, he's an older guy. You know, I take on that contract. Yeah, but both Mike Greer. And Mike Greer not only messed up Eric Carlson, also messed up the Timo Meyer trade. Also traded Mikey Isiamont for Vladislav Nemestikov for no reason. Weird trade to me, but yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah, those are the two losers of the deadline. The Kings are not far behind. And the Oilers, in my eyes, if they, they're at, we're already at an A. If we can add anything else, like 
A plus, honestly. Like what I ah, I'm I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, absolutely. Else? Yeah. I, I think you're right. Ottawa, huge pickup. The fact that they were just patient, right? It's essentially LA fumbled hard. And then mm-hmm. Ottawa was able to capitalize on Arizona's mistake as well. Um, one interesting little thing that, that happened as well. Arizona also got rid of Ghost Bear. <laughs> Ghost yep. Bear is going to Carolina. Not it's a 2026 third round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's You know what? This trade deadline has been wild. Uh, not only in how early everything's been happening. Again, might not have a lot to do on, on Friday, but it's it's also just been wild for these varying asks like you mentioned Shaden like LA was apparently right there almost done with Chikrin the report was Bill Armstrong asked a little bit too much at that last moment tried to change the deal apparently same thing happened in Edmonton Holland yeah. again had a deal ready and Bill Armstrong asked a little bit a little bit more and he screwed himself out of two yep. deals yep that he they, they that that is true what we what we've heard and what we can gather again not these are like third fourth party people like this is not anything crazy but um essentially it when the oilers made the trade when they traded jesse pooley rv's salary to carolina they were under the impression like they were far down the road with bill armstrong on negotiations for jacob chicken but for whatever reason the deal fell apart. I don't know if it was uh, Bill Armstrong wouldn't take any contracts back, which is what it's looking like it was, or if Bill Armstrong at the last minute tried to get a little bit more out of Ken Holland, similar to the rumor with what happened with LA like two weeks ago. Uh, and then Ken Holland kind of kiboshed that, moved back to David Poyle. He said he was talking to all week, picked up Matias Ekholm, and honestly, Ekholm's a better defenseman. So I'm I'm super happy. Uh, yeah, Chikrin injury prone. We kind of have the same thing in Darnell Nurse. We didn't really need him. Uh, yeah, who wants that? A little redundant, right? So, uh, yeah. yeah. But not to take away, this Friday, the SDP is going to be bringing you trade deadline coverage live. Uh, the SDP boys are going to be doing the whole death all the way up to the deadline. And then game over, there's a special edition where every Canadian market is going to get to chime in. It will be hosted by Audie James of Game Over Calgary. Let's see what his team does, hey? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. Join us all day on Friday. And Friday night, <laughs> the Oilers do have a game. <laughs> We're playing March 3rd. It's against the Jets. It'll be 7 o'clock Mountain Time puck drop. I got to do this one solo solo cuz Zach you're you're going to watch the game. First Oilers game all year. I haven't oh, last year I was at like 7. This year because of game over it's just been impossible to to get to some games so I'm going to be there. I'm super psyched. I'm actually going to the Flames Leafs game tomorrow too uh oh. in Calgary and then I'm going to drive out to Edmonton, hit that game. Uh it's going to be fun. It's going to be intense deadline day. We're all super excited. I'm on pins and needles waiting to see what Ken Holland does next. I want to see if any other surprise trades like the Vancouver trade. Does JT Miller get traded? Who? It seems like all the big trades have happened already, but who knows? This has been one of the craziest, the, the craziest deadline I can ever remember. It's been absolutely fantastic. I want to say up what it's up because Robert joining us really late. Uh, but I hope to see all you guys in chat um, joining us deadline day uh, for the game over trade and trade deadline stream where we break everything down. Uh, hit the like button. Thank you for joining. Let's play La Bamba, baby. And Dennis will have you here on Friday. So, so long from now, the Oilers win 5-2 over the Toronto Maple Leafs.
Have a great rest of your night and stay safe. Play La Bamba, baby. Play La Bamba, baby. <laughs> Get